and welcome to the 1L2N podcast. I am Amy, and we are joined by some time-traveling people today. Missy? I'm not really here. Mike? I come from the yesterday. Tommy? I, I can't say or I'd have to kill you. And our furthest time-traveling guest, Liam? Yum. We are a family of time travelers going through the story writing process, and we're bringing you along for the ride. Hello and welcome to everybody out there. I was trying not to make a musical, <laughs> then I made a musical. You. <laughs> well, oh well, that is my burden I must bear. How's everyone doing this week? I just I want to clarify that's a burden we must bear. Yes. You're not you're not bearing anything here. <laughs> we are suffering. I really shouldn't have taken a drink right when you said that. I almost spit it out all over my computer. I was really hoping you would. That'd be funnier. It's funny that you say that. I actually had one of those moments yesterday. I don't remember what Liam was saying to me. All I remember is I was drinking as he started to say something. And I went like spitting it out. And then I'm trying to swallow, but I'm laughing. So I can't swallow it. And it's sparkling water and it's burning and it's going up my nose and I'm coughing. And I have to run to the sink in the kitchen and just spit it out. And there's just this trail of water all the way there because I'm choking and laughing and gurgling the whole way. It's ridiculous. My favorite spit take moment. I've only ever had one, but it was still my favorite was when we were all hanging out and Mike had brought some beer from Vermont or something. And it was delicious. And we were all hanging out and drinking. It was very late at night. I had just taken a sip of my beer and everyone was really quiet. And Mike goes, do you think Tom Cruise will ever find love? <laughs> it was just enough of that tipsy stage to find that incredibly hilarious. Because he said it was so much sincerity, you know? And it was just, it went all over everybody. And I felt so bad, but I was also like, that was my genuine like first real spit take. <laughs> I think one of my favorite things, this is really terrible, is to purposely try to make people spit take, especially with Liam. Whenever Liam is about to take a drink, I have like a sixth sense for it. I know he's about to take a drink and I'll do something stupid to make him spit take. And it usually ends up with me having to clean up the mess because it's at our house. But it's still absolutely <laughs> worth it because I got someone to spit take. It's so mean, but I love it. I think it's one of those pranks that are like fun, but harmless. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, that's the kind of prank I like. I don't want anyone to get hurt or, you know, hopefully they won't totally ruin their, their clothes or whatever by spit taking. It's yeah. more just like something funny. Like, I'm not going to try and get someone to spit take when they're like taffeta or chiffon ball gown. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Getting Mike to spit take when he had COVID. That was a lot of fun, guys. <laughs> Did you trying to recall? Oh, no, no, I didn't. Did I spit take? No, no, you didn't. I was just oh. saying, like, that would be really mean. A, a situation yeah. would be horrible. Oh, oh yes. Yeah. Yeah. An I example like of what not to do. I, mm -hmm. I really don't remember most of that week. So you could have done it to me and I would be like, what? Probably. Yeah. I, I think Amy likes spit taking because she always seems to, like, just go to sip something right as we are talking and we're having fun so and we're true. about to do something funny. She's like, anyway, over to you and just takes a little sip and <laughs> stares, like, right in our eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No. Mm. Although I think I did. I did spit take again. And it was during the night that Mike was creating sh Sheriff. Yeah. The Sheriff. The Sheriff. We'll just yeah, say. Yeah. The Sheriff. The sheriff. You, I think you definitely did, but take. I, I think we were all losing it that night. So yeah, I was. Yeah, late. I remember very little of that night. 
which is sad. But too clearly, I was <laughs> so tired. I just remember laughing so hard that my throat hurt for the next two days, and I couldn't talk the next day. I don't. Yeah, I don't remember exactly what I was laughing at, but it was the hardest I'd laughed in a long, long time. Mm. It was something oh. so stupid. Oh, I, I, I knew exactly it what yeah. it was. We were playing golf with your friends and my objective, I don't know why, it was like, okay, how many, how big of a score can I get in this single <laughs> yeah. round? And then <laughs> Missy was already struggling that round. And I don't know why the game did this. I got, I think it was 175 or something like that. And the round ends and it gives me Missy's score and it gives uh-huh. Missy my score. Yeah. <laughs> and she was trying so hard to do good. And so it, it puts her all the way in last place. Yeah. And it was great. It was very yeah, funny. I remember that. I also I thought there was something that it was like a flavor. You said something should taste like hot dogs or something crazy. This is Amy. This makes well, me no. laugh. You said as your sheriff character, you kept getting drinks of whiskey and I Missy was pretending to be a bartender and I was like, I think it's time we cut him off. Just give him shots of apple juice. It'll be fine. And Tommy goes, Yeah, apple juice and milk. And I don't <laughs> oh, know why. I was like, what? I was like, apple juice at least kind of looks like whiskey, like how they do in like TV shows and stuff. Like they're not Mm -hmm. drinking whiskey, they're drinking apple juice or colored water. And so that's what I was trying to imitate. I was like, oh, he's already drunk enough. He won't know the difference. But apple juice and milk. And then Mike, you went with it. You went with it. You were like, yeah. You were like, well, that's that's my favorite. I always want an (laughs) apple juice and milk shot. That's how I start my night off right. And it just. (laughs) <laughs> spiraled from there. It's just disgusting. That's exactly what I thought the sheriff would drink. It was like, and milk. I, I was it, so serious about it. It was the way you said the milk part. <laughs> we all just died. I Ugh. think some of the hardest I laugh is when we're playing games together where we're not competing or we're kind of just like passively playing because I laughed pretty hard the other night when we were doing Astroneer and Liam drove into space. <laughs> oh, we're doing Astroneer? Yeah. Oh, yeah. should have been there. We, okay, all right. I gotta explain this one too. <laughs> Liam and I, for whatever reason, or Liam started this, he wanted to make a ramp to space. And then I took no, that no, no, very no, no, seriously. No, 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 no. I didn't make a ramp to space. You guys made a ramp to space. Whoa, 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 whoa. I was just, ma- I started a bit of a ramp just so I could be, when we drive the rover, it goes over the, the little base and it will be fine. But you guys are like, let's see how far this ramp can go. And it went into space and beyond. So Liam, again, yeah, started the ramp to space. And I I took it the utmost important duty to make this ramp all the way to space. And Liam was driving the buggy up the ramp. And he's done it multiple times where you'd see him and he'd like float off and then he'd float off again. But each time he did it, gravity was getting lighter. So each time he like was floating off, he would like go a little further up into the air and slowly drift down. And by the final time, it was just he just went straight. He just kept going straight and straight and straight. And we all lost it. it was, my oh, favorite great. part was he like the buggy was floating in space and he was like, "Uh oh, I don't know what to do. So he decided to get out of the buggy <laughs> and then slowly started floating away from him. And then yep. He was kind of stuck. That that was when I lost it. It was great. Well, and the- and then I think he had some dynamite and he thought if he yeah. blew up the dynamite, that would help. And it did not. By the way, Missy, can your computer handle Astroneer? I'm literally running a program to determine that right now. <laughs> <laughs> because if it can, then absolutely play with us. I, I thought it would. I'm just like watching you guys, but. Yeah, I think it was after we recorded the podcast last week. That's when we played somewhere earlier, right? 
something. It, I can yeah, tell something. you, we spent way too much time. Yeah, it was very, it was very. Oh, great. it was on Sunday because we didn't have anything to do, so we did it on Sunday. Because uh, <laughs> sorry, your computer does not meet the minimum specifications. <laughs> oh <laughs> no. Well, um, next time we play, we'll let you know so you can at least watch us play it. Yeah. If that's something that you want to do. I, or, I do enjoy watching you guys play. How did they play Astroneer back in the day? That's what I want to know. They gazed up at the stars, looking through a telescope while a DeLorean hid off in the corner. <laughs> We're talking about time travel today, everyone. I wanted to talk about, one, how you guys feel about time travel. And I'm not just talking about movies, but like books, TV shows, video games. In fact... I even have a Wikipedia up for everybody but that I have to actually copy and paste into our chat because I have not done that yet. Here we go. Boom. And this is of books, TV, and movies, I believe. Works of fiction, it says. Okay. <laughs> but yeah, I just thought it would be interesting to talk about time travel and and not only time travel and how it's used in a good way or a bad way, but the different types of time travel or the different ways there is time travel that we don't even think about. So first off, does anyone, like when I think about time travel, I always think about Back to the Future. Like that's a very, I feel like pretty common classic example of time travel. That's one of the, the staples of time five travel. Five or so that I tend to think about. It's so prolific when you think about traveling time because that was the whole point of the the movie was focusing on you know trying to fix a timeline travel back how do you think the fascination with time travel actually began i guess the first credited work here says it's from 1733 but even then it's just like it pops up here and there it's like oh next one's in 41 1741 and then 71 and then 81 and then it goes goes on from there and there and it's not until i think the 50s or 60s where it blows up in books and then so on and so forth in like movies and TV. Like, what do you think jump started that fascination with if, time travel? If I had to guess, and this is a total guess, it's regret. It's the mm -hmm. idea that you yeah. should have at one point in your life done something, but you didn't, and you wish you could go back and do that. And then throughout storytelling, people have tried to incorporate that idea of what if you could go back and change it? Or what if you could go forward and change, you know, or see the future, see what's going to happen? Of course, that might not be the, the actual reason. I think it, it's morality, saving one's soul or trying to fix a great mistake either in your own life or in society itself. That deep sense of morality as opposed to just like curiosity or wonder. Mm. To go back to Tommy's question, wasn't like the 50s and 60s when sci-fi really blew up? And so that would kind of explain, I mean, I feel like with time travel, I consider it part of like a sci-fi genre. So it would make mm -hmm. sense if that's when it really started to, to kick off and be more prominent in everyday media because of the fact that it was like, hey, it's now a sci-fi revolution. <laughs> I mean, I, I could be wrong. I mean, let me, let me know. No, it, it could be. I, I have this, this strange theory. And it's totally never going to be approved, I guess. But as <laughs> as we create works of fiction that are also based in like semi-science and we create the technology in them, we slowly will that technology into being in the future. 
So, mm. for instance, just look at Star Trek, right? I mean, that's a mm-hmm. classic example of in the future, here's the technology that we want to have. And the more people kind of focus on what the future technology could be and how it can change, we in the present try to figure out ways to make that actually happen. So it's kind of like the creative aspect of science fiction actually led to the precursors for like the iPhone because people wanted to touch on screens and stuff like that and have a smooth experience. And then they wheeled it into existence because they're like, oh, yeah, that would be a good idea. Let's go ahead and actually make it. Let's figure out a way to do it. So I'm wondering if one day time travel could be a possibility of that. I mean, obviously, there's mm. incredible complexities to the, the even the notion of it. But is that something that could happen to one person sometime eventually because we're willing it into existence now? I guess that, I mean, not to to take us off topic or anything, but that kind of also raises another interesting question. Do you think as time goes on and we have technology more readily available to us that we previously didn't ever think that we were going to have, do you think that that means for creativity's sake, because we're always looking to make something, whenever we're being creative, or at least I'm being creative, I always think of something that doesn't exist in our world. But if we have all the, the tech that we used to dream about, is it just going to digress and to be like, oh, what was the Old West like? Like, do you think stuff like that, where it's more simple, creative stories are going to be popular when technology becomes more available? Well, I mean, if we look today at the way we tend to have this nostalgic feeling for things in the past, it, it's almost like every generation is looking to the future with like, this curiosity or or excitement or like what can we do what can we come up with right but they're also looking to the past with like what have we lost or what was it like back then and a lot of times those are the most exciting stories for any generation as opposed to the stories that take place in the here and now i also think that the way that we archive now allows us to get a more accurate representation of what life was like in a certain period because if you're looking at like the 40s, 50s, 60s, whatever, actually, I think it was like 30s through 60s cowboys, you know, those kind of movies and TV shows and stuff like that. Everybody, if you think about cowboys and the old West, that's kind of what you think of. But it really wasn't anything like that. I mean, that was just a oh, representation yeah. of what it was because we would had a com- non-complete archive of information about what was like 80 years before that. And then obviously you wanted to put an artistic flair on it and you were limited by the props and costumes and stuff like that. So I think that once technology becomes to the point where we can very easily create something and we also have the archives to back it up, we could create a much more realistic version of what was previously happening Mm -hmm. compared to having to fill in the gaps by our imagination. Unless a time traveler comes from the past and is like, hey, let's uh, let's go ahead and bring you back so you can study this and then you can go to the future again. And <laughs> I was going to say with a lot of the stuff like Star Trek having all of this really cool technology, what if there were time travelers who wrote Star Trek and they just didn't know how to show something that was in the future? And so that was their interpretation of what we were going to have in the future. So it wasn't that we created something out of nothing. It was we were creating what we were always supposed to create. Time travel, bros. I mean, that's kind of a, the concept. Uh, here's a spoiler for Interstellar. 
that's the the concept i guess behind it is that they had to kind of go into the past to teach humans a technology that was totally beyond their concept or understanding but it was also humans that taught it to them so it's like a weird mm-hmm. loop. arguably the weakest point of the whole story yeah what is the worst example of time traveling that you've seen in india well, hold on, because I had asked what everyone thinks about when time traveling, and nobody answered. So, on, I, I mean, I could list off a whole slew of things, but another one that always comes to mind is Terminator, like that whole series about time travel. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I often think of Star Trek because they have a million time paradox or time traveling yeah. episodes. Mm-hmm. Like, they can't help themselves. When they need filler. Yeah, just go ahead yeah, and travel like, back to San Francisco. <laughs> right? <laughs> like, or travel forward and get in trouble for fucking up with the space-time continuum. Yeah. What uh, was it? The the temporal prime directive was violated uh, a lot in that show. I'm a nerd, I know. <laughs> the, of course, there's the old classic, The Time Machine, which was a book, and then it was a movie. And then Futurama also is a show that plays around with with time on random episodes. And I think Futurama's strongest episodes are the ones that deal with time. I mean, literally, like, the first episode is him falling into yeah. a machine. It's not that time travel, though. Although, I suppose if you're talking about time travel, that is a concept like one of the yeah it could be one of the themes con- within the the broader genre but because i'd say demolition man even though it is not a time traveling movie deals with time travel because mm. he skips to the future yeah i mean True. that's that's how you depend upon it depends upon how you view time travel is it cryostasis or is it going yeah. back and it's forward subcategories it, yeah, yeah it's it's definitely part of it <laughs> so that would be one of the methods or themes of time travel is are you jumping from point in point to t- in time or are you frozen and you wake up at a, an alternate point or possibly you know are you using a machine to get there did you walk through some kind of wormhole or tear in space and time and end up somewhere else there's so much what about you guys? Well, I was going to actually point out, I think what makes Futurama's time travel, like anytime they talk about time mechanics or time travel, what makes them so good is they don't really talk about the mechanics. Mm-hmm. They're just like, we're just going to do it. Go for it. You have to accept these rules. And I think the more you try to fix the loopholes or plot holes within time travel and the mechanics that surround that, it just gets like messier and messier. And then you can pick more plot holes. I love when you're just like, accept this. Yeah. Just accept it. Let's move on next. Like, don't think about it too hard. Because the moment you think about any time travel mechanic too hard, you can start poking holes in it. Mm-hmm. It's such like a finicky thing to create a story around, which is why I think I prefer things that don't directly deal with time travel, but rather mess with the idea of time. So one of my favorite movies ever is Live, Die, Repeat or Edge of Tomorrow. It's not <gasps> a really one. a time travel movie per se. It's more of, you know, Groundhog We're Day. Traveling. You're, you're, oh, true. You're, you're, <laughs> you're I mean, living a, the same day it, over it, and it, over it, again. But it's, main, it's, a, it's a sub-genre within the it's broader. It's a time mechanic movie. I, I don't Ooh, know. Yeah, the like main a, characters a are traveling back in time, but it just resets when they die. So, yeah. 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 I would like to call them time mechanic movies from now on. I, I guess, I in fact, know. the neat the, the thing about that movie is that they're trying to stop time traveling. Right. Yeah. 
Whereas yeah. Yeah. True. almost every other one is trying to accomplish something through time travel or, you know, get back to where they originally were or go to a certain point. And that one's like, no, we need to stop this cycle because we're caught in it. Yeah, exactly. Hmm. There's I don't know if you've noticed this. I don't know how many sci-fi shows you watch, but any sci-fi show I've watched in the recent couple past years, they always have a Groundhog Day like time loop. Mm-hmm. episode i don't know it's, it gets like more and more popular one of my it's my favorite examples first. of that groundhog day time loop is russian doll on netflix first season was awesome so highly recommend it it's only like eight episodes but it's one of those shows that's kind of a dramedy which is kind of my favorite thing in the world where sometimes it's really funny and then all of a sudden it gets serious and you're like oh my emotions <laughs> uh, <laughs> like being thrown for a loop now they're there is a second a season, which I have not seen, so you know I'm not sure if it continues to be good or bad. But first season could have been its own thing entirely, and it was, it was great. I really enjoyed it. I think a big one for time travel is Doctor Who. I mean, come on, people. Oh, yep. yeah. Yeah. Oh, I Literally yeah, almost I, I every episode. I've thought of that, but <laughs> I've never actually seen a single episode of it, so oh, okay. I don't know how much, like, it, that, is yeah. that like a really, really all the time prominent thing going on? Yeah. I mean, it, yeah. it's a very, uh, well, we'll talk, uh, I guess, starting from the new series, uh, the Stephen Moffat sort of series. Starts with the ninth Doctor or eighth? I don't remember. I, anyway. I believe it's the ninth. I think it's the ninth. Yeah. It's been a long time since I've seen it. But it's it's a type of show that does episodic and serial at the same time. So sometimes you'll have a story that is just a single week and it, it just takes place, you know, that week. And that's usually a time travel episode. Like, hey, we're going to go see what this planet is like 10,000 years from now. Or, hey, we're going to go yeah. to the dawn of time. And, you know, they go all over the place. And then they have other episodes that are like three or four episode arcs sometimes to to tell an entire story. So it's cheesy. It's fun. It's it's really, you know, nice sci-fi campy so Doctor Who's one. Always recommend checking it out. It's it's worth it for a bit. I would also say Primer, the movie, which deals with time travel. It was a very low budget. I think they made it on like $5,000, but it is the most complex time travel movie I have ever seen. And I've watched it so many times and tried to get the plot down. Part of, I think, the limitation on it is the fact that it was a little bit lower budget. So sometimes the lighting's not great. You can't exactly see what's going on. But Unlike what Tommy said, where when they try to explain the rules of it, it gets complex. This movie goes hardcore for that aspect of trying to explain the rules and then showing how those rules that they explained are broken and what happens. And it's it's a very interesting screenplay and movie in general, but it takes a little bit of patience to watch it and try and figure out what's going on. I have seen this movie. Oh, man, that one really messes with your head. Yeah. You need like spreadsheets and graphics and all kind of things keep track of it yeah yeah because that's what i want to do when watching a movie is have like a full excel document trying to figure out what i'm watching (sighs) well depends upon the movie right? (laughs) (laughs) i suppose i i was gonna say do you guys think that traveling to different multiverses counts as time travel i think that's one of the Subgenres within the theme, right? The idea that for every action, there's a different, like, parallel universe that exists. Because a lot of time travel stories actually approach it, their explanation that way. Well, you can't actually go back and change time. What you're doing is shifting into another 
dimension AKA or another reality. quantum leap. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yes. <laughs> I think it's interesting. Nope, never mind. Go to somebody else. I lost my thought. Amy does not think it's interesting. She hates time travel. I, <laughs> I do want to point out some really good examples of time travel and bad ones. So my good example of time travel done right are a couple things. Picking backing again off of what Tommy said of simple explanations, the movie Looper. They mm -hmm. literally have a scene in there where they're just, they're just like, no, 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 we're not going into time travel because once you start thinking about it, it gets too complicated. And that was their explanation of time travel, which makes it fun. It's great to just be like, no, just accept the rules and move on, audience. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And Primer was a great example of time travel. I would say, even though I absolutely love the movie, the worst example of time travel is back to the future part two where they break <laughs> their own rules so oh, yeah. quickly and then you're just supposed to accept it but still the movie is fantastic the plot is going so fast and bouncing from thing to thing to thing that you they're hoping you don't notice that they just messed with everything yeah. Do you think a lot more movies and shows and media in general nowadays try to have a consistent timeline or have consistent rules when it comes to time travel? Or do you think it just depends upon who actually cares I, it, or not? It depends. I think part of the challenge, especially with TV shows, right? Not so much with movies, but with TV shows, you have a lot of different writers involved in the process. And you will see, whether it's about time travel or not, you'll see little tiny plot holes or or little bit of negligence on certain items within a character, right? Over the episodes or years that a, a show exists. Because you have different people doing these different episodes or writing the different episodes. So they're not always in the no with certain things that have previously happened especially if you're rotating those writers out so i think you open yourself up to more rule breaking in a show because whoever happens to be doing that episode just wasn't aware that this little tiny nuance of how it works existed in the first place yeah I think it also depends upon how hard you write those rules, because I guess my problem with with time travel movies in general is if they say this is the parameters for time travel and you can only do this, then they have to think about every possibility in which those parameters could be applied. So again, going back to the Back to the Future example, they created a rule set for time travel, but they and they were very, very specific about, oh, no, this can't happen because this and they. they in part two, they they draw a diagram on a chalkboard showing how, mm -hmm. you know, the rules work, but they just broke it earlier. And that was the yeah. only way and to then later. get the plot. <laughs> yeah, to get the plot going. Yeah. So the, the problem to me is when you establish really hardcore rules, I don't care about that. It is sticking to those rules that I do care mm -hmm. about. That's that's yeah. one of my favorite things with like horror in general. I, I do like horror that sticks to their own rules that they establish like here is this monster and it can only be hurt in this way and then if you later on get into the monster being hurt they're like oh just kidding it can't be hurt anymore it's like well no you already told me the rules and now you're breaking them i don't like that establish your boundaries and play within those i think also know your audience when you're establishing rules I think it's okay to establish like this can't happen, but sometimes when you make an episode of something that follows that rule, it may have a very dissatisfying effect on the audience. An example would be in the show Eureka about maybe two thirds of the way through the series. They had a time travel episode 
in trying to get back to their point in time, they mess up the timeline and everything has changed in the town. Some people aren't there anymore. Various people exist in totally different ways. And for a very short time in the series, the motivation of the characters that went back in time was trying to fix it, right? Trying to get it resolved and recovered. And then they realized it's impossible. We've effed up the timeline permanently and we're just stuck this way. And you as an audience member are stuck with the show completely changing around the, the cast like their roles, how things work in the town. And it was very unsatisfying for a town that's supposed to be about like, you know, scientific geniuses to just be like, we decided as writers to switch things up, but we followed the rules. Yeah, I I mean, I could see that. I guess that that is always the thing is know your audience or have an expectation of of who your audience might be before you start creating something. Even if the audience is yourself, Make sure that when you are are doing it, you're pleased with the results. And then if you're continuing that product, don't change it unless it needs to be changed for a specific reason. Yeah, don't change it so drastically that it fundamentally changes the product. Yeah, I guess if you're going to change your rules, like at least set it up early on that there's a possibility for those rules to change or you're not quite sure mm-hmm. with those rules. That way you as an audience member can know it can be fluid. Have a really good explanation, like a legitimate out for a rule, and it's got to be very compelling. Or don't, if a rule is unnecessary, if it doesn't do anything to further a plot, then don't include okay. that rule. Yeah. Yeah. Don't back yourself into such a corner that you either have to break the rule to get out of it or you have to completely change the story in the first place. Exactly. I, yeah, I think no matter what genre you do, don't don't back yourself into a corner unless you want to and you have a good way of getting out or yeah. you think you or unless that's out. the point of the story yeah, yeah, is. Totally I would say that there's another type of time travel movie, which is not what you might consider. And it's Memento mm. because that movie you travel backwards while you watch it. And as the audience, you're actually traveling instead of the character. You're watching it from a, a unique kind of perspective. Yeah. So it's it's not a time travel movie for the character. It's for the audience, which I, I've actually really liked. It was, a un, it was a really great way of telling a story that I don't, I haven't seen like duplicated. Let's, let's stop talking about time travel right. Let's talk about time travel wrong. So Endgame is terrible because of time travel. It breaks every rule that it sets itself up for, and it makes so many different rules. And it it just it ruins my experience for the movie. I still think it's a great movie with a great story, and it it did the impossible of wrapping something up that is pretty much impossible to wrap up. But at the same time, if you just look, if you just put your glasses on or squint a little harder and look at the game at the movie, Endgame just it's terrible. I like it like. If the stones can't, if they don't exist in one universe, then the universe falls apart, and that's why they have to return the stone. But then in the main universe we're watching, now the universe doesn't have any stones because Thanos destroyed them. So why isn't the universe falling apart? And th- that's just one thing. That's my biggest problem. But there's a lot of different problems in that movie. I mean, Mom's really mad about it, but it's it's not how you do to be, time travel. To be a slight apologist, I think the, the reason why the universe didn't fall apart when Thanos destroyed the stones is because they were worried, the other universes were worried that they couldn't get to that same point because their stones were gone or 
you know, their universe couldn't go on. It would permanently branch and split. So that's why they were trying to return it to the exact point. I, I still agree. I think that the time travel mechanic in there was a little not great. They definitely tried to explain it, but, you know, it, it is just a comic the story book movie. felt cheap. Like they'd yeah. spent 10 years building up to something and that something they built up to was not Endgame. It was was Infinity War and they they didn't know how to wrap the series up. So like, well, all this stuff was pretty popular. Let's just redo some of it. It it felt like one of those flashback episodes where they recap stuff instead of having new content or they reuse scenes in order to come up with quote unquote new content and just felt very cheap. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I th- I think for me, for that specific movie, the prop, the biggest problem I had was you spend Infinity War as Thanos's movie, learning the character, his motivations, everything. And then in Endgame, they're not fighting the same Thanos. Yeah, so, they kill him and then they go back and deal with a whole yeah. other one. And they killed his motivation, too, when they go back to yeah. deal with the, the other one. It's a different character. And so he jumps through time willingly going, oh, this is cool. I'll just follow these people. I'll do this because mm-hmm. I'm going to win. And it just it seems very forced for a time travel type movie when you especially when you establish like, here's the character, the motives. Here's what they did. They exactly. were very smart about it. You know, now that movie did spawn another unique look at time travel. And that would be the Loki TV show which had its own unique twists with time travel. And I think it's interesting that you guys mentioned the Infinity Stones because in that show, like he opens a drawer and there's just a drawer full of stones from all over the the multiverse. And you realize like it almost means that everything that happened in their universe was just meaningless because there's just stones everywhere lying around like, you know, paperweight. I think that's like what you were talking about earlier with writers not being completely on board with things it's like okay here endgame establishes a way for time travel and then loki comes in and bulldozes that and says actually no this is how time travel works which is why it's like okay they're retconning everything they did before it doesn't really make it that or this enjoyable because they keep changing the rules so i don't know mm-hmm. what rules to believe what not because i don't know a year from now they'll probably change the rules again so it's like yeah it makes these products that are initially pretty decent not as good because, again, that that they're always breaking rules, which yeah. is what bothers me. And they kind of slap a loose explanation of, well, every universe has its own rules, kind of. Yeah. They, they allude to that, but that, again, feels cheap. Like, they don't know how to explain it, so they throw something to see, like, what sticks on the wall. To get away from the MCU, because I think we're done talking, moving yeah. on from the MCU. That was it for them. Something that I thought was really interesting, I like when both like the past and the present are kind of talking with each other or are somehow able to communicate with each other. And a great example of that would be frequency. Yes. I forgot about that one. Thank you. Yeah. I think that I, I like when it's not just, okay, we go to the past and we have to fix something. Oh, now we have to go to the future and we messed it up or whatever. I like when they're kind of working in tandem. Another example of this now, nobody will have seen it except for me and mom. It would be the lake house. It's the idea of there is two different people who are like living at this house, but at the quote unquote same time, but you find out that it's actually at different times that they're living at this house and they wind up falling in love. And... I like, but they're writing letters back and forth and the letters are traveling back and forth through time. So I really like the idea 
when those two timelines intersect with each other and interact mm-hmm. with each other. I think both of those movies, I think particularly Frequency did it in a way cooler fashion. Yeah, I just, I really like that kind of interaction. I, I don't know how you guys feel about that, but that's kind of my, one of my personal favorite time mechanics, if you will. There is a video game called Dishonored 2, and there is a level in there that you travel back and forth through time and your actions in the past affect the future. And it's so well designed and so much fun that you can like take a key and drop it in the past in a specific spot that you needed a key for in the future and it'll be there so you can use it. It's like hidden behind a bookshelf or something. That's a bad example, but there's basically various ways that you can interact with past and future, or I guess it's present technically. And it is such a great, great game mechanic and they use it only for one level. And I just have to congratulate that game for its level design in general because of stuff like that is just so much fun and unique. So that's an interacting with yourself, basically, in the, or interacting with a level, I guess, in the past and the, the future. That's I know we've we've touched on this so many times. So Portal Reloaded, it's like, oh, yeah, I can put portals in the past that will affect the future or the present. But the moment I put a portal in the present, it doesn't affect the past. So it makes this mm. entire like level design complicated by tenfold. It's ridiculous. And that was just so, so, so much fun solving yeah. puzzles with that little mechanic. I'm bringing this up because I remember that Bill and Ted broke their rules mm. in the second movie. I just don't remember how. Like that's a that's a movie that they establish clear rules, I believe, in the first movie. And in the second movie, I think they break it as well. I, I think it's also one of those where they don't they establish clear rules, but the clear rules are also not they from the beginning they're like crappy yes. rules, you know. It's just, exactly, which makes those movies yeah. really, really fun. Oh yeah. I think it was also more of in the first movie they were traveling through time, and I believe the rule was they could go back and forth, but time in the present is always ticking. Which is a little weird because why would time mm. the present tick? But you know, it just established a you have to do this quickly sort of motive for the, yeah. the movie, yeah. which is fine. And the second rule was more of dimensional or afterlife traveling as opposed to straight up time traveling, if I'm remembering correctly. But both very fun movies. So. I've not seen yeah. the third, so I don't know. I haven't seen the third either. I think a lot of times these stories can kind of get crazy with how broad they can get in just time travel and and how you're affecting everything you know like the butterfly effect kind of idea the butterfly effect that's another time travel one but the idea of how much you can change everything and how how nuts like the whole story can go i sometimes while i love that i sometimes like something that's really simple like there's just one main point of what's going on one simple rule that covers everything and that's it that's the whole premise and plot a good example of that would be the tv show seven days oh somehow they develop the government tv show not a movie good good tv show right like they government develops some kind of time machine i don't even remember how or what or why but they can send one person back in time seven days and it's enough time to like fix some kind of catastrophe prevent some kind of horrible thing from happening and that's aliens the rule. invaded at one time right <laughs> like it's it's typically stuff like the president gets assassinated or there's a terrorist attack at a something or other or a school bus of children you know like you're very classic patriotic kind of themes and stuff but that's it it's not like for the most part this crazy sci-fi adventure it's just this one dude they recruit because his body can take the abuse 
and that's it. He just has to go back anytime something happens. They send him back and then he meets up with them and they're always surprised like, hey, where you come from? Because they have no memory. It's just him. And he has to explain what's going on and then they all have to go save the day. Like that was the premise the whole time. Even though it had its issues, like it just, it was such a simple, clean, no breaking of the rules. Yeah, I forgot about that show until now, and I can't. It's like nowhere. I've tried over the years, I've tried to find if you can stream it somewhere. I don't even know if you can buy it at this point. But I would love to watch that show again. I have a feeling it's probably a show that has not aged well. Oh, Oh, gosh. 100%. (laughs) I think it was pretty low budget when it It came out, and it might have been like. The UPN at the time, which was like CW, if I'm not mistaken now. Oh. I think it came on after Star Trek Voyager before or around there, something like that when we were kids who we were watching. I, I remember something about it. Man, yeah. Just old fogey nostalgia trip. Woo! Mm-hmm. <laughs> Love them. Speaking of an old nostalgia trip, another video game that I don't think we've mentioned that's huge on time travel is Zelda Ocarina of Time. Like yeah. Legend of Zelda Greater Time. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You you travel back and forth between the future and the past. Now, granted, I don't believe you're oh no, no, I'm sorry. Your actions in the past do affect the future, but it's not to a very large scale. And I think a few a few different Zelda games actually deal with kind of time travel in general. Yeah, I mean like Majora's, Majora's Mask, Mask is yeah. all about like three days going back to the beginning of those three days. I had to stop playing that game because it stressed me out so much. <laughs> I felt like I could only do one task. I was like, I need to reset. I need to reset. Yeah. It's too scary. Yeah, there's been a couple games like that. There's um, a zombie game that came out on Xbox 360 where you take pictures, and I can't think of the name right now. Let's try to find that for you. Take pictures? Huh? Dead Rising. Something. Sorry, there we dead go. Dead Rising. I'm like, it's not Dead Island. Yeah, One of them I know. That's what I thought of immediately. I was like, Dead Island. I was like, no, it's in a mall. So Dead Rising has that kind of time limitation mechanic where you can do as much as you want. You're trying to go for the perfect run, but you know your progress kind of carries over. It was very roguelike, like progressive roguelike in some ways, I guess. Mm. Not even roguelike. It was just to get the perfect run. But yeah, that's oh. that's a, not even a great example of time travel now if you guys as you guys are writing stories do you think like time travel would be something that you would include in your stories or would a time mechanic be something you include in one of your stories if i told you i would have to kill you like kill me that's fine use that i am Uh, currently (laughs) writing something that has a bit of that (gasps) spoiler alert mine doesn't really have to deal with time travel it's more like speeding up to a point Mm. yeah time travel is kind of a really broad category but but time mechanic i think amy coined that and that's a much better yeah time yeah i I definitely agree much more accurate description of some of the things that we will do tommy's i like how i coined it even though tommy said time mechanic i was like oh time mechanic it was amy it was 100 percent amy yeah, yeah, I'm pretty sure right. it was Amy. I tried to make a joke and it didn't work. So. Can we uh, uh, bring the audio I, back and just play it back and travel to the future and play it right I, now? I, I apologize. Whatever. It's a time mechanic movie. I, I don't know. I like. Uh, oh, time mechanic. That's a good. Wow. Amy. Amy I, edits the episode, so I hope that when Tommy says something, Amy's voice <laughs> just comes over. <laughs> 
And everybody be like, that was <laughs> weird what's going on. Hundred <laughs> percent. Time mechanic. Yeah. There, I have that so I can <laughs> take it back. Perfect. Uh maybe in the timeline that I'm from, Amy really was the person that said it. Oh no. Would it be your timeline or would it be your dimension? Because I feel like those are anyways timeline. I me. could go down a whole rabbit hole about how dimensions are different. I was I was actually wanted to ask Liam, do you have another example of a bad timeline? Yes, tenant. Bro, tenant <laughs> I totally <laughs> forgot. It's terrible. Bro, how do you make like bro, what even I is that? Nobody understands what's going on. He was so ready. He was so <laughs> I'm on so proud point. Of you. Like, uh, like I forgot. I it's 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 it looks great, amazing soundtrack, but there he tried too much. He's good at making movies that do a lot, but this is too much. Nobody understands what's going on. He's just explaining stuff. See things go different backwards. There truly wow. was a way too much movie in Tenet. It was <laughs> yeah, a, yeah. a lot of movie. Too much. It's like already the concept of going backwards and forwards in time at the same time is a complicated thing. You don't need to take it much further than that, I guess. Like you don't need to make this big revolving plot. You just you can simplify it and you can still have your mind absolutely blown by that. And I feel like that's just another thing of like, oh, he tried too much and tried to explain too hard. I think if you strip away all the noise in that movie, both literally and figuratively, <laughs> it boils down to the core rule of that time mechanic, which is, yes, you can go backwards in time, but you can't jump to a point. You can only get there by going the same speed that you would going forwards in time. You're just hitting the reverse button. Which, yeah. when you stop and think about that as a concept, it's brilliant. It's so unique. Is that you don't what the see movie that. was about? I don't remember. I mean, I stopped halfway through because I was like, I don't know what's going on. I'm bored. <laughs> That's what I took away from it was like, if you want to do something to change something in time, fix something in time, get to some point in time, you literally have to spend as much time getting there as it took you to get to the point you are now. Mm -hmm. I, I, th I thought it was like you you have to think about something in the future and then it can come to you in the past. So you have to plan out what is going to happen. I don't know. I, like I said, I just I think it was like two thirds, two thirds through the movie. There was still expository dialogue explaining how the time mechanic yeah. worked in it and it was like it, towards the end of the movie there was still, still explaining it in like yeah. almost last scene it's like if you guys haven't gotten it through by now you you've just missed the mark i'm sorry yeah yeah yeah, yeah. but in and of itself that concept is a very unique one to to realize that you have to hide in whatever your present is as you're technically traveling back in time so as to not like alert anyone you have to learn to maneuver backwards so it looks like you're actually moving correctly through time and not giving on to anybody that wait a minute that person's that something's not quite right with them it is such a unique concept that that got really lost in the shuffle of that movie which is a shame because i think they could have done a, a really unique story with that i just got lost in time travel <laughs> translation ttt there we go good job anyways Liam, did you have any other bad examples for us? There's a lot. I'm not a big fan of time travel, if I'm being real with you. Oh. I like when you mess with time. Mm -hmm. Say something like, you know, Interstellar, or like Inception. You're messing with time. That's cool. But I don't like actual time travel. Like, the, like Back to the Future trilogy, like, it's, it's, it's good. It's a fun story. But, like, the whole time travel thing, like, you already explained, like, the, they destroy their own tools. And I feel like that happens almost every time travel. 
and it's just, I don't know, I feel like time travel is usually a weak mechanic that's usually put in to a movie just to make it a bit more crazy, a bit more different. Okay, what about a story where the only real rule is that nothing you say or do will, will affect anything around you, like in A Christmas Carol? That's technically a time traveling movie. Yeah, I guess he's going well, backwards and seeing how he got there, forwards and seeing where his life oh, is going to lead him. But he he play. can't actually interact Physical. with with the world I'm around him. Christmas Carol TV show. All he can do is view I mean, it. He's like a tourist. He's a time tourist, basically. I I guess Liam, you're more Br- Broadway. What play? you call it? You just you you like Short when people story. follow their own. I can't. Sorry. I can't focus. <laughs> You like when people, uh, yeah, I'm derailed. I don't know what I was going to say. He likes more time mechanics rather than time travel. I I think so. You like when people follow their own rules, is what I was going to say. Well, I do. I like stuff like the butterfly effect where Mm -hmm. you can't fix what you've done. And that's, I think, the biggest problem with most time travel is oh, we went and screwed something up and now we'll fix it. And I like the concept of when you try and fix it, it gets worse and worse. There's also a Twilight Zone or Outer Limits. I I think it was Twilight Zone episode where they go back to kill Hitler or Hitler's mother. I can't remember exactly what it was, but they end up actually like, go. Amy knows, apparently. Go ahead. I know. I know. So basically, they go back to kill (laughs) Hitler. And then Nanny was like, but it's a kid. I can't do that. And they were like, know your mission, because there's another person that got sent back was like, you should know your mission. So she takes a baby and she like runs and she like winds up jumping into like a freezing cold river, presumably being like, okay, they're both dead. That thing is taken care of. But the person that found her out was like another nanny from the house. And she basically pays some random stranger off the street to be like, can I buy your son? Because we just lost the prized possession of the Hitler family. And so she takes this, this baby off the street and they raise him as Hitler. And it turns out that it, that was actually Hitler. Mm-hmm. So her changing history, it was always supposed yeah. to be like that yeah. in general. Changing it only completes the cycle of, of yeah. setting it. Everything is set in stone. I, I, I like those concepts where it's mm-hmm. either you can't fix it or it already was this way. Yeah. You know, there's. Well, in. In the time machine, the whole purpose of that story was he's trying to get the question answered, why can't I change the past? He tries to go back to save the woman that he loves, and no matter what he does, she will always die. She'll just die in a different way every time. And so he goes into the future to try and get that answered. But it, it sticks with that idea of you can't change the past, you can only go forward, or you can keep going back into the past, but nothing's ever really going to change. Like, there's nothing you can do about it. Fate is fate. Unless you are in the Terminator series, and then fate is what you make it, or something. Yeah, <laughs> fate is what you make of it. Yeah. Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> Unless we need to soft reboot it, and then fate is a, a flat circle. I think the problem with time travel centric stories likely and was saying is like because the, even though they have rules they usually tend to break them but it does it usually gets really jumbled and it gets really complicated for the sake of like almost entertainment and that's why i think i like the time mechanics because i like the idea of having like a little bit of it sprinkled in without it being this main center of the storyline personally i really enjoyed loki but the whole time travel different 
timeline things I'm not really a big fan of because I like just know that they're going to screw it up or there's going to be more questions than there will be I, I think they're blending in those like MCU stuff. It's more time travel is a multiverse type thing as well. Like there's there's both that are mm, paired okay, together, you which, yeah. you know, kind of answers your older question about like, what do you think about multiverses? Is that time travel? Which no, I don't really think it is. I think it's changing multiverses, but then it kind of is. And I don't really know. And now I'm confused. I'm gonna die. <laughs> Okay, so what about going to time mechanics? What about when a story presents something in sort of a faux time travel way? Tommy, I believe you had something to talk about with this one. What do you mean? You said like how it was filmed. (laughs) (laughs) I'm listening intently. Tommy (laughs) Wood? Yeah, I don't think, bro. So the idea of... You're talking about using editing? Is that what you're talking about? Yeah, like using editing. And even though Memento has the idea of like you're going backwards in time, but say you're watching a movie and... Actually, hold on. I have an example of this. Give me All right, while she's looking that up, I think we've mentioned four Christopher Nolan movies so far. Are there any other Christopher Nolan movies that have time travel in them? Um, I think Christopher Nolan films always cover an aspect of time. It doesn't necessarily have to be time travel. For example, insomnia. It's dealing with the concept yeah. of the day, the daylight, perpetual daylight, right? He's, he's trying to solve a series of murders in Alaska during the time of year when the sun never sets. And so it's screwing with his sense of time. Like when he asked to interview students from the high school, he's like, let's just go interview them. And she's like, it's 11 o'clock at night. And he just is, he can never get his sense of time in that movie. And it actually leads to the whole downfall. That's a good Christopher Nolan one dealing with time. I think there's also Dunkirk. It's a story told with uh, stretched out amongst multiple days or hours or minutes. Mm-hmm. Man, time travel is bad. People can't get it right. Like, bro, you can mess well, with time, but time travel kind of cheap. You know what I'm saying? Like, bro, if you like, bro, X Men Days of Future Past. That yeah, has that's a, what I was thinking of. That has a. I mean, I know it's MCU related. We're not MCU, just Marvel related. But yeah. that's a pretty good time travel one where it's like interesting, and then it's also using rules that they've already established in the universe and then utilizing them correctly oh yeah Yeah, this is really finicky so we're using wolverine because he's like again his body can freaking take it (laughs) yeah yeah that's interesting it's an interesting concept i thought of like um men in black 3 because like yes it's so simple there's like it's barely as much to do with time travel aspect yeah i you know surprisingly that's a good movie yeah, surprising it is. Like, I wouldn't expect it to be such a good movie, but it is. Shrek Forever After? <laughs> what? I don't even remember that movie. Apparently it's on the list. I have not seen it. <laughs> okay, so I found the thing that I was talking about. It is called Out of Love by Hazel Hayes. And it is a story about how a relationship went wrong. Except it starts with the end of the relationship and throughout the book you like the the book is written so that it, it doesn't go back and forth she writes it from the breaking up oh. to them falling in love for the first time so that's what i mean by those kind of like time mechanics where it's not really time travel but for us it feels like it because you're going back to the beginning so is there any other stories like that where they use the editing or they use the telling of the story in a sort of time swirliness that way 
have and it could be you guys ever too. seen the movie A History of Time Travel? No, no Missy. We have not. <laughs> it's one of those like never went in the theaters, made for streaming, B-rated kind of movies. It's really good and it has a little bit of that kind of aspect to it. There's time travel as well, but not in the way you typically think. It, it really is more about the, the changing up of of time from the perspective of the viewer. And I will leave it at that. I highly recommend for a very unique look at time travel to watch the movie A History of Time Travel. I will say in general, I do like when TV shows or movies, and I think you find this more with TV shows, how they, especially like the second season, they tend to flash back to the past to kind of share more insight to characters, which is not technically time travel, but again, for the viewer perspective, it is because you're getting to experience something from the past that you wouldn't like normally Mm -hmm. be able to see. And I guess that's kind of what I was talking about with like the another sort of time travel editing mechanic. Uh, I I just can't think of any other examples like that. I already gave the one with Memento. Oh, I I can think of a bunch of, Examples specific to what Amy was saying, but I think that's a broader topic about storytelling, like methods of storytelling. Mm. And I think that would be a, a good topic to discuss. I don't Actually, like yeah, that'd probably be a good topic to save. Yeah, I'm not yeah. gonna say what I was gonna say. Because All right, that's everyone's assignment. Okay, well, thank you everybody very much for listening to our shenanigans today. I should have started <laughs> with that. Maybe I should just, you know what I mean? Like, I'll go back and edit it and I'll just say thank you very much for listening because it's time travel. <laughs> there you go. Anyways. Um, <laughs> Thanks for you explaining. just loop the beginning <laughs> of it, the podcast again? to start it over <laughs> and then slowly fade it out. Okay. Either way, we appreciate you guys at home or work or on a bus or in the middle of the ocean listening to us. We really appreciate it. We would love to hear from you. What kind of time travel movies or shows or media do you like? Have you written a story that includes a time mechanic? What are your thoughts on that? Let us know. We would love to hear from you. You can reach us at Instagram, Twitter, YouTube, and Reddit. We are 1L2N Productions. Or you can go over to our website, which is 1L2NProductions.com. And if you like what we're doing and you want to help show your support, which would be greatly appreciated, you can head on over to our Patreon. The last word of the day goes to... Me! Take it away. If you have anything that needs to get done, I can tell you firsthand, just do it. I know it seems scary or nervous or frustrating, but the more time you let it go on and it doesn't get done, the more anxious, the more depressed, and the more pent up you will be. If you get something done as soon as you can, you will have the biggest relief that you can possible. And if you need some encouragement, message us and we will be happy to encourage you. Get whatever you need to get done. If it's paperwork, if it's selling a car, if it is talking to someone who you haven't talked to in a while, if it's doing your laundry, whatever it may be, just get it done. I promise you the relief from having it done will outweigh the stress of not having it done. Stay frosty. (laughs) Thank <laughs> you.